Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Love in Your Life. This is Dola. Today I want to talk about uh, the word and the concept and how it appears on uh, the Berkman um, questionnaire, uh, the word empathy. And I know that everyone has a, an idea you know, an idea of what empathy is, uh, a definition of empathy. But in the Berkman, if you score high on what we call your usual behavior and your needs behavior, what it signifies is someone that's really keyed into um, the the vibes of another, right? Um, uh, th- it allows them to... Uh, to anticipate uh, the needs of the other in a way where someone would who would score lower might not get there uh, without some development okay so the the subject is empathy the idea is social intelligence and we talk about that a lot in this show um, emotional intelligence of which social is a you know component piece of that um, but the reason I want to talk about that is because it, it just comes up almost every single day in some way, shape, or form. And I notice that people with that high, high level of score on the Berkman method, uh, you know, have a little bit of an advantage. Now, I shouldn't say that because, of course, I'm making a judgment. But what I mean is that, uh, you know, it it's almost an advantage to have that ability to see a person to hear a person uh, for exactly what they're trying to say or convey uh, maybe even non-verbally you know to key in in such a way where you're uh, anticipating appropriately the needs of another so that's why I say that it's it's almost an advantage but again Berkman's not about you know your, your scores aren't to indicate judgment or it's just being different and the fact that social intelligence can be developed is obviously a beautiful thing because it doesn't leave us out there you know without a um a way into learning something that is of benefit to us and our environment. So uh, that's the good thing about emotional intelligence as opposed to intellectual intelligence, right? We're pretty much, you know, we're stuck with the, the, the intellectual intelligence that we um, are given. But I, I came across in the in the idea of, of, of speaking about this component piece of the Berkman um, because I it came to me this week because I had two students and we were talking a lot about their ability to key in like that and again it's it's um, a challenge sometimes because they're very sensitive but on the other hand they're also keyed in in a way um, that allows them to see um, and to hear and to experience um, you know both the pain and the joy of another uh, that allows them almost additional information and for sure insight into that individual's needs but I came across this um you know how I love adages and and stories and things like that there was this um a Native American elder who wrote this beautiful piece and I want to I want to read it because I think it's worthy of being read and being understood and, and spoken about but it it starts here It doesn't interest me what you do for a living. I want to know what you ache for. And if you dare to dream of meeting your heart's longing. 
It doesn't interest me how old you are. I want to know if you'll risk looking like a fool for love, for your dreams, for the adventure of being alive. It doesn't interest me what planets are squaring your moon. That's a nod to astrology. I want to know if you have touched the center of your own sorrow, if you have been opened by life's betrayals or have become shriveled and closed off from fear of further pain. I want to know if you can sit with pain, mine or your own, if you can dance with wildness and let the ecstasy fill you to the tips of your fingers and toes without cautioning us to be careful, realistic, or to remember the limitations of being human. It doesn't interest me if the story you're telling me is true. I want to know if you can disappoint another to be true to yourself. If you can bear the accusation of betrayal and not betray your own soul. I want to know if you can be faithful and therefore be trustworthy. I want to know if you can see beauty even when it's not pretty every day. And if you can source your life from God's presence. I want to know if you can live with your failure, yours and mine, and still stand on the edge of a lake and shout to the silver of the full moon, yes. It doesn't interest me to know where you live or how much money you have. I want to know if you can get up night after the night of grief and despair, weary and bruised to the bone, and do what needs to be done. It doesn't interest me who you are how you came to be here. I want to know if you will stand in the center of the fire with me and not shrink back. It doesn't interest me where or what or with whom you have studied. I want to know what sustains you from the inside when all else falls away. I want to know if you can be alone with yourself and if you truly like the company you keep in the empty moments that when I first read that many years ago um, it's called an invitation by Oriah Mountain Dreamer uh, who's a Native uh, American elder I remember thinking that this was a person who thought deeply about how people put so much emphasis in what do you do for a living how much money do you make what kind of house do you have is it big what kind of car do you drive what you know all the things of the earth you know that that are symbols to us of success and happiness and have absolutely nothing to do with it you know um you know when when it keeps going back to I want to know what you want from life what you you know are you meeting your heart's longings are you uh have you touched the center of your own sorrow can you get up in the morning after a bad night um and still you know be there um kind of like that um that uh, dare dare to uh, dare to lead the uh, by um, Brene Brown that reminds me of that you know can you get up you know torn and broken and bleeding and still uh, still face uh, the next day so I, I love this uh, for many reasons obviously but for the empathy reason it tells me that um, you know the, the scale on on empathy for Berkman uh, the high scores allow you to key into people's feelings in such a way where low scores cannot it's a it's a, a 
a piece they can develop right in themselves and they certainly would be advised well advised to develop it because of understanding the self is very important but also understanding the other as a social intelligence component um, is very very uh, key in our living uh, life to its fullest with the with the idea that we have to live with others right and the others are those with whom we live work and play and that's kind of you know a lot of people um or can be it can be a lot of people so it it behooves us to learn how to be keyed into other people's feelings in such a way that would benefit not only them and our relationship with them but ourselves you know I I feel this I was at a, a, a an event this weekend and there were so many people there and yes I thought of COVID but uh, you know I quickly decided that I was going to be there and be present and have a good time and forget about COVID for the, for the evening but there were a lot of people there and people got up to dance and all kinds of people all shapes and sizes and ages um, of people were there and I remember distinctly being conscious of the fact that gosh you know we're all so we come in varieties of sizes and colors and shapes and all of those things of course and even you know our motivations and you know everything else must be different in those you know in those situations when you see such a variety but at the core we're really all united and all one and all the same right having this experience uh, of of uh, this human experience being being souls being spiritual souls having this human experience and how important that idea of empathy is to get out there and understand the other and accept the other and love the other and learn from the other in in a way that allows you to grow and develop uh that you know muscle of emotional intelligence um but also because it's so beautiful to finally get to that place where you're not in that that framework of judging others because you're the acceptance sort of precludes that from happening right the acceptance of the other and the the love of the other you know to whatever uh extent that love word can you know can can mean to one uh, for the other you know we don't have to know the other to love the other right um, because they're, they're they're part of who we are right we're all part of the human race and um, and we like I say we come in all kinds of varieties but we're all one we're all united in this experience called um, you know humanity so I just I guess I loved the idea of that um, that invitation by the mountain dreamer because I I realized that it it's kind of like um the truest meaning of life is in being having that self empathy self-awareness and self-empathy and then taking that to the other and developing ourselves in such a way that allows us to experience the other without judgment total acceptance and total empathy you know total um a deeper end of acceptance which is um I feel for you you know whatever you must have 
what I have, you know, certain pain. And I, and I have this book um, that I'm reading right now, which is called The School of Life, which is beautiful uh, because it comes from a, actually you can go on YouTube and, and look at uh, the work of this uh, social, the School of Life. Uh, one of the founders is Elaine de Bottom. And um, you might want to look into it, but I, I was looking at the chapter, reading the chapter on imposter syndrome, and it says um, it was talking about how we compare ourselves to other people, and you know, in in the sense that you know what they have we might not have, um, and maybe vice versa, what we have they may not, and so so that's that comparing and that sort of uh, judging and that sort of um, hierarchical thinking, like I'm better than you, you're better than me, you know, I I don't have enough of what I need to get to you, but um, in, in in his this little section is called the impossible syndrome because it's about that comparing and he says um, we're really just failing to imagine that others are ever bit every bit as fragile and strange as we are without knowing what it is that troubles or wrecks outwardly impressive people we can be sure it's something we might not know exactly what they regret but they'll have agonizing feelings of some kind we won't be able to say exactly what kind of unusual kink obsess them but there will be one and we can know this because vulnerabilities and compulsions cannot be curses that have just descended upon us uniquely. They are universal features of the human mental condition. And so I, you know, I read that and I, um, you know, saw my invitation uh, that I, I've kept all these years because it's just too beautiful to let go. Um, certain pieces, you know, will follow me for all my days because I, they just are so meaningful to me and I hope meaningful to the people that are listening because um, if you're listening to me, I think you have to have um, the idea that I'm, um, I'm definitely a career, I'm interested in and you have selecting the right career for the purposes of following your heart and your truest selves and being authentic um, in this world, you know, in this, in the world choices that you make, but also from a larger scale, living a life that is personally meaningful other than by selecting the proper career uh, is by being you and, and, and representing yourself and caring about the other in a way that is all um, accepting, you know, non-judging. I just, uh, you know, hope for everybody that uh, is is listening to me anyway, uh, learning uh, pieces of why that's so important and, um, you know, being able to assimilate the knowledge, the information that I'm willing to share um, in a way that makes your life better. So, um, you know, I think there's so many pieces of this and this uh, this school of life, you know, has um, this one uh, person that is reviewing the school of life says, we're all messed up and we'll never be as happy as we think we should be. But still, there are a lot of nice things to share and enjoy and it's good to be nice to one another. Each of these thoughts is a huge relief. 
the book is so convincing that I took its ideas into consideration while making some major decisions in my own life. And again, it's about emotional intelligence. It's about an emotional education. And like I say, it's on YouTube and it's it's actually, you can uh, Google it and um, you'll find that there are many resources to it, uh, some of which you pay for and whatever. But it's just very beautiful that there is a resource like that so available to people uh, for nominal you know, fees. Um, and so forth but um, but it says the book treats the idea of self-improvement as a worthy existential endeavor neither patronizing nor underestimating the readers Um, it's a global organization that helps people lead more fulfilled lives so I you know would highly recommend that you look into it if you're interested in something like that it's a resource for exploring self-knowledge relationships work socializing finding calm and enjoying culture through content community and conversation um i i I just love all those uh resources i think that we we need to develop ourselves and emotional intelligence is where we can develop ourselves to make an impact on our own lives you know to improve our own lives but improve the lives of others with whom we interact on a daily basis um you know we are responsible for for ourselves but we're also responsible for one another and I was looking out at that dance floor and thinking how great it is that I could sit there and look at all these people and just feel at one with them instead of feeling separate and apart and judging of what I see you know some parts of me say well I don't know if that's appropriate you know that's a judgment of course but um but when even as I say that I'm still like okay with it and I'm like well you know it's it is what it is I'm not sure what their motivations are they they you know so how can I judge it how can I really judge it when I don't know what the motivation is it can be very very the thing that occurred to me is I I thought everybody there had very benevolent um, motivations because um, it was a school of special children there and you know that was very uh, clear that the uh, the um, the the band was not only accepting but acknowledging them and and the worthiness of their attendance there and of the people who brought them there. So it was beautiful and lovely, and I was so happy to be a part of that and witness the beauty of that um, that acceptance and that love that I saw in the audience. I mean, I just I thought we were all united in that endeavor. I thought we all had that with us and maybe those those special children um, people uh, you know helped us maybe they helped us uh, to you know view our experience as a united experience as a beautiful and accepting uh, experience so anyway I I always talk about emotional intelligence uh, as part of career development and Um, self-development because it's such a component a a very uh, powerful component of our happiness here on earth you know um, philosophers talk about happiness and say that it's not a goal it's it's just a byproduct of you know what we've done and what we do so you know (laughs) that's a real um, you know place good place to end there is um, we need to do uh, and behave in a way that gets us uh, you know to happiness and not that we're going to decide that we're going to be happy but we're going to 
uh, work um, and be and and be especially uh, in that uh, accepting mode that empathetic mode that uh, socially intelligent mode um, so that we can uh, achieve that byproduct of happiness and, and, and success, right? On this earth. <laughs> anyway, everybody, thank you for listening to another episode. And until next time, remember to live with love in your life, personally and professionally. Bye, everyone.